Sometimes, when I get frustrated with my wife, Dina, I might think she doesn't care. Well, truth is, she does, and uh, I think we've all been guilty of misapplied thinking like that. Um, And we're going to talk today about how to change your thinking. I'm John Fuller, joined by Greg and Aaron Smalley. They head up our marriage department, and you two have never struggled with this, right? I mean, ever, yeah, never, Didn't never, ever. So. I remember one time uh, I had been home with the kids. It had just been a disastrous night. Erin was out with some girls, kind of girls night out. When she came back, I was so tired. I was so fed up. I was irritable by this time that she came back. I'm sitting watching her enter and she walks right by the sink and notices a sink full of dirty dishes that I forgot. And she kind of yells out, ugh. What am I, the maid? And just starts doing the dishes. Well, I'm telling you, that so triggered me. Because I was like, well, had you looked the other way, you would have seen the mountain of clothes that I folded from all the laundry. And by the way, if you'd asked me how I was doing, I would have told you how terrible your children are and how irritating they were the whole evening. Um, Thankfully, though, that was all playing out in my mind. I was having that whole conversation. You were restraining yourself. Yes. yes. And uh, because I'm so glad I didn't say anything because it, at some point I did ask her, now, was the maid comment directed at me? And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's I'm, I told the kids that, that they better keep this thing clean, that this isn't your responsibility. It's theirs. And so I'm frustrated with our children. Versus I had, I was convinced you had internalized it. It was about me. Mm -hmm. And thankfully I didn't say anything and we were able to have a good rest of the evening together. Well, hats off to you for holding back and Aaron, way to support your husband. I appreciate (laughs) that. I'm very supportive. (laughs) You are. Well, let's go ahead and hear now from a conversation with Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi. They've done a lot of research on how thought patterns can influence our marriages and lead us to make assumptions. On a previous episode, they discussed the acrostic CAKE, which stands for Curiosity, Appreciation, Kindness, and Eye Contact. Here's Jim Daly with more. What about the narrative engine and how does it affect us? And I want a story from you. So how have you personally experienced this? So narrative engine, basically now we're moving from the right side of our brain where all the nonverbal relational circuitry is over to the left side of the brain, which is the part of my brain that is really good at analysis and problem solving and storytelling. So it's the part of my brain that is weaving a narrative together as to why does this keep happening? So What happens is if my relational circuits are on, I will literally tell myself a different narrative than when my relational circuits are off. So if my circuits are on and I'm engaged and and excited and appreciative about my wife, I have a very different narrative about her. But when my circuits go off, my narrative about her changes. And so like if my circuits go off, it's like that's when I go into my, it's like we have uh, some kind of a fight, we're upset with each other, I go into the next room and I go into what I call my man cave in the back of my head. And I am just like going, why does she always do this? Why doesn't she ever treat me like this? Why doesn't, you know, when is she going to get this right? And I hit, and, and what I'm doing is I'm rehearsing the narrative that justifies the emotion that I'm feeling. Mm. And so if I'm going to break out of that emotion, I'm going to have to change that narrative. So I've got to realize now that isn't, that narrative isn't always true. It's, it only feels true when I feel like this. 
And so trying to get, sometimes getting your relational circus mm -hmm. back on actually helps you change that narrative and get back to a, a healthier narrative about the so other person. So if we person. brought Brenda in here, what story would she bring to the table of when that, that was a, a matter for you to discuss? <laughs> All right. So a classic one, I think we even have this in the book, was uh, there was one time where when, sometimes uh, I could tell my relational circuits went off because I would just shut down, right? And I would just stop talking. And, uh, and we would be in the middle of a fight, and I would just be quiet. And so she's sitting on the bed. I'm sitting on the couch, and she looks at me. And normally she would say, we got to talk about this. we got to talk. And uh, this time she looked at me, and she said, is it okay if I come and sit next to you? And I just shrugged my shoulders because I was not talking. <laughs> and uh, she sat next to me, and then she looked at me. And she said, is it okay if I hold your hand? I looked at her. I said, you're really not good at this fighting for this stuff, are you? And I said, okay, you can hold my hand. And as soon as she did, it was like I could just feel this whoosh inside of, okay, all of a sudden this on-off switch popped back on. My relational circus came back on. And all of a sudden I realized I like this person. I want to have a kind conversation with this person. And uh, we could talk about our problem now relationally because both of us had our relational circuits on. Mm -hmm. If we talked about that problem when I was still had it off, I would have just, you know, been living out of this narrative instead of, but by getting our relational circuits reconnected and getting reengaged with each other, a different narrative took over. I'm like, no, I want this relationship to work. I want this problem to get solved. And we were able to... Uh, handle it totally differently. And but in that, that context, yeah. if I can add, yeah. Chris, you can bounce off yep. of this, but it sounds like you got to react almost opposite of what your emotions are telling you to do. Yeah, exactly. That Part takes discipline. Well, it, it also took, but it largely took getting the circuits back on because what I found is that when my circuits are off, I do turn into a different person. Right. And I will treat my wife like an enemy instead of treating her like a friend. Mm. But when I, and it's as simple as getting the circuits back on and all of a sudden I don't feel like treating her like an enemy anymore. I want to, I now want our relationship to be bigger than the problem. And so she, what she did was helping me get there. So tying that together, you go back to your cake acrostic. And the first one, curiosity, this is where that would play, right? Where you have to keep, if you're the one with more joy in your bucket or your bigger joy bucket, you want that curiosity so you can help your spouse um, yes. enlarge his or her joy bucket. That's right. And if I'm, if I'm in a, a, having a great day and my joy levels are really high and I see my wife, uh, her, she's just not had a very good day. So those joy levels are not what they could be. You know what? I'm going to say, Hey honey, what, what do you need right now? Like, you know what? Uh, I'm ready to go have some fun. I feel like we should, you know, go, go out and do something fun. She's no, you know, I'm not in the mood. Okay. Well, what would be meaningful for you right now? Like, what do you need? So curiosity is a very helpful invitation uh, for connection. That's a really great conversation with Marcus and Chris. And Aaron, I'd love to hear from you about a simple gesture of affection that has gone a long way in your relationship. There's so many simple things that we can do to influence the overall environment in our relationship. You know, simple things like doing chores or bringing flowers or bringing coffee or bringing your spouse's favorite snack, whatever. But just the other day, I don't even know if Greg knows, I recognize this. Uh, through the summer, we have our 14-year-old daughter at home, and I don't like to leave her at home when I go to work. And all on his own, Greg came up to me and said, hey, I'm going to make arrangements in my schedule so I'm home a little bit more today. And it just meant the world to me 
because it let me know that he is there with me, that I'm not alone because I had clients scheduled all day. And so it was just such a sweet gesture of, you know what? I see you. I don't want you to feel alone in this. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I had to cancel John Fuller and told him that I was sick. So well, well done. <laughs> way, to, way to wrap me out. Now, I lo- actually what Aaron just did is one of those simple kind of gestures of affection that I love. And that's when she brags about me in front of others. Mm. When she tells people things that I did that she noticed or whatever. I, that I love that when she does that. Cause she, and she's really good about doing that. I mean, it's not about me trying to get this big head, but there's just something that, that about that. It's, it's very affirming when she does that. Yeah. I also like it, Aaron, when you thank me for something specific like that. Like instead of just, you know, hey, you know, thank you for being a great spouse. But when she says, hey, by the way, I noticed you got up, you know, the other day when, you know, when Annie needed some help or whatever. I mean, whatever it is, when when you thank me for something very specific, I like that. I mean, it, it shows me that she's noticing something versus just kind of this general sense of, oh, yeah, I'm so happy with you and I'm so grateful for you. And there's somebody thinking, I don't know my spouse well enough, like Greg and Aaron know each other, so ask questions. And we heard that in the clip. Just ask questions. Um, I... Early on, I gave Dina a lot of little love notes and long letters. I mowed it on paper. and wow. I did she, not know this about you. She would throw them away. Because <laughs> it's not Be- Before or after she no, read no, them. Well, she read them. But she she's not <laughs> sentimental. And those those expressions. Was it another note from John? <laughs> those expressions trash. don't connect with her yeah. like an act of service does. Yeah. Or like something small of, hey, do you want to sit yeah, down? Bringing her and coffee talk. or whatever. Just, yeah. yeah, time. So think through who your spouse is. And if you're not sure, just ask, hey, would you like me to? Because I can change. Be flexible in how you reach out and, and help your spouse. Yeah, as so, a matter of fact, just a, a really simple way to do that is to have them fill out the statement. Just sit and ask, say, how would you answer this? I feel loved when you fill in the blank. Right. And and it's easy for me to think about it versus if Aaron's like, hey, what do you need from me to feel mm-hmm. love? I mean, I'd mm-hmm. be like, no, I don't know if I need anything. Okay. So well, again, write it down, do it tonight or tomorrow with your spouse. When you do this, I feel loved. Yeah. Or I feel loved when you fill in the blank. Got it. For example, I walked into the kitchen the other day and I went to make my coffee but there was already a cup of coffee made. I thought, did the coffee elves come into the house? <laughs> yeah. But it was Greg. He made my we coffee, have gnomes, even though coffee gnomes. Yeah, it was an it extra. Was you made too many. And, but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know. It was cold it was really at that for point. Me, but, but she took it. Coffee I, can be heated up. Yeah. I don't drink coffee, and it was for you. Yeah. And I knew you were. I could hear you up, and I knew you'd be. These into are the, the little things that add up and say, "I love you." And it may be that you just need to kind of reestablish those patterns in your marriage. If so, uh, beyond this podcast and what we've already heard, get the book from Marcus and Chris called The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. Um, We've got that here at the ministry. We'll send a copy when you make a generous contribution, a monthly pledge, or a one-time gift of any amount to the ministry. Your support helps us reach more couples around the world, so thank you in advance for your generosity. 
And we'll have all the details in the show notes. And be sure to take our free marriage assessment. It does cover things like communication and affection. It's free, it's online, and the link is in the episode notes as well. Well, we'll continue next time with more from Marcus and Chris. On behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast. I'm John Fuller.